0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Kitchen Chat TV on the Road. It is truly my delightful honor today to be here with the legendary Anne Willen, who is the founder of La Varenne in Paris, and It's just like hugs from heaven and and a historic moment to be with you here in your home, Anne. Thank you. It's very good to have you here. Oh, well, I am so excited to chat about Anne's new book called Secrets from La Varenne Kitchen, 50 Essential Recipes Every Cook Needs to Know. What was the inspiration behind this book?
1: Well, it was one of those books that just wrote itself. Mm. Because when we opened Lover End 40 years ago, 40 years ago, wow. yes, we were handing out quantities of basic recipes to people. Yes. And things like stock and meringue and pie pastry and that you couldn't make a finished recipe without the basic ingredients. You can't oh. make a pie without the dough. And so we put together a little book. And here is a copy of it that was called Lover and Basic Recipes.
0: This is a goosebump moment everyone because this okay. is the original book that was handed out at your cooking school Laveran mm. and I must we still do. Yes, you still hand this out. Yes, oh yes, that's we do. so special to come here. Oh and I sure. have Yes, and it's so exciting because and you have influenced and trained
1: some of today's top chefs. We had some wonderful students. Yeah. We've um quite a lot of writers. The editor of the Boston Globe, the food editor of the Boston Globe, for instance, Cheryl Julian, the founder Amanda Hesser of Food Fifty Two. Uh, we have quite a lot of chefs and there's a huge spread now of careers for young people and not so young people, in food, men and women. When I first started out, it was far more difficult for women. Yeah. But now, you, with food styling, um recipe development, recipe testing, food photography, television, yes. everything that's developing very rapidly now on the Internet. Mm-hmm. So... Not only are more and more people, I think, interested in food and cooking and interesting eating, um, and trying out ethnic possibilities, but many, many more jobs and interests and ways of pursuing things are developing too.
0: And it's so exciting because we're part of, and you are one of the original members of the International Association of Culinary Professionals, and it's so exciting, and I'm going to provide a link uh, for you to look at, perhaps joining it, their great webinar series. But it's just always such a joy to see and hear from the different people you've influenced, including mm-hmm. Chicago's own
1: Chef Gail Gand. Dear Gail, yes. of course, she was a great <laughs> student Um and now author um, I think I'm right. She has a restaurant, but certainly wonderful, wonderful pastries yes. and a great and very distinguished, distinguished career.
0: Yes. And
1: I love to,
0: and I, we're definitely going to talk about this wonderful book, but this is such a moment of history and to be able to share this with you, Anne, is just so meaningful to me. And I just, would love for the listeners and viewers to hear about your friendship
1: with Julia Child. Julia was a very good friend. Mm -hmm. There's a picture of her on the wall just around the corner. We first met Julia, of course, in just the right place. Uh, We were in the audience of, she was doing a television taping in Boston. And I know exactly when it was, it was the beginning of March, um, and I was nine months pregnant with our daughter, oh. so it has got to be, she is 43, so we can work out just when it was. Oh. Anyway, um, Julia always took quite an interest in Emma, who now lives in London, of course, she has children of her own, who cooked one day for Julia when it was Julia's birthday oh. on August. It's, my mother was the 14th and Julia was the 15th. I'm nearly sure it's that way round, oh. And so Emma was about 12 and she cooked roast duck and a salad from the garden. And then she did a Genoise cake and the recipe would have come from here. Yes. Um, and filled it with ice cream and poured a hot chocolate sauce over the top. So oh. Julia, I think enjoyed it. <laughs> oh,
0: what a delicious memory. And did she inspire your own culinary journey in any way?
1: I think probably in many ways, Julia was a wonderful example to us all of try it. You can do it. If it goes wrong, fix it. Try it again. She had an amazing career in lots of different directions, obviously the television but traveling and cooking and teaching all over the country and writing cookbooks. And she was also a lesson of a very successful marriage. Her husband, Paul, was very much behind everything she did. How special. And it
0: was so much fun, too, listeners and viewers. I saw Anne and the Washington, D.C., first-ever Julia Child Foundation
1: yes. Gala. And it was w- lovely. Yes. And the first award was given to Jacques Pepin. Yes. And who <laughs> is more deserving oh. and more of a, a wonderful example oh. of everything that Julia represented and still stands for? Yeah.
0: And it was so special that Jacques Pepin actually designed or illustrated mm-hmm. the menu that Daniel Belude designed that's right <laughs> that's right, oh,
1: just lovely it?
0: yes, it was, and it was so special I
1: mean Jacques has all kinds of different gifts, yes. and but one of them, and we have a little picture on the uh-huh. wall i 'll show you um is as an artist. And I have a little picture of Jacques of three swimming fish just waiting to be caught.
0: (laughs) I love that. And we're going to continue in just a minute in the kitchen to see these wonderful paintings. But first of all, we must chat about your wonderful new book. And I'm so curious, Anne, about this sauce Robert. Can you tell us about uh, this? <laughs> uh,
1: I'll have to look up the ingredients. Sure,
0: okay. sure. Um,
1: it'll tell me which and
0: it's so exciting. This was from like the
1: 1500s. Yes, it is. Um, I say here, This was the oldest of all sauces dating from the Middle Ages. It's basically brown gravy, Mm -hmm. but picked up in a really rather modern style, actually. Uh, A bit of white wine, white wine vinegar. So Mm -hmm. vinegar, I mean, just that kind of tartness, that slightly fermented taste. And we have a vinegar, a great big pot of homemade vinegar kind of fermenting away in the back. And we'll we get a picture. Yes, yes, we'll get it's a picture of that too. Um, and the sauce also has mustard. Mm. So it's good with lots of things. Mm. And I say here, particularly with pork.
0: With pork. Mm-hmm. So sauce Robert with pork. That's that- it. <laughs> And then the other is, um, bechamel, uh, sauce. And can you tell us a bit about that?
1: Dear, well, bechamel was much later sauce for a oh wouldn't have been thickened with flour it wasn't till the 18th century that they started making the classic butter melted butter flour whisked in and then very often milk which is béchamel um whisked in to make white sauce oh. and i was amused i've recently been in texas And I said, of course, this is just plain old white sauce. And everybody looked sort of slightly (laughs) vague. And then someone said, oh, it's very like cream gravy. And everybody (laughs) said, yes, yes. And Béchamel is the French name for white sauce. And white sauce, of course, is the foundation of all kinds of other sauces. I mean, cream sauce and mornay sauce with cheese and or raw sauce with tomato. Oh, so that's what this little book is, this little book is all about.
0: And this is very special. And I'm going to choose a sauce to make in my kitchen from your cookbook and feature it. And. What I think I might do is hollandaise, because as you know, I do kitchen chat to honor my father, and I have memories
1: of him making hollandaise sauce in the kitchen. That's just lovely. I mean, weren't you lucky to have a father who made hollandaise sauce? Yes. Goodness. Because it's, it can go wrong, hollandaise sauce.
0: Oh, no, and this is going to be on camera when I make it, but we'll wish for the best.
1: Well, (laughs) it's very good to make a mistake on camera, because then you have to um, put it right. Yes, you're absolutely right. I have a little Julia story about that. Julia was teaching at the Greenbrier in West Virginia, so quite a big audience, probably about 70 people. And I was sitting at the back just listening and she couldn't get the Hollandaise sauce to thicken. And she said, "And she said, come up and make it do what it ought to do. So I did
0: <laughs> I love that memory. So she called you out of the audience to, to think of that. Oh, this is just going to be such a treasure in my kitchen, Anne. And listeners, viewers, I'm gonna provide a link for you too to add this to your kitchen and your cookbook repertoire. So thank you so much and shall we journey into your kitchen. That's the right place to be. tour of Anne Willen's kitchen. And the first stop is this beautiful painting. Tell us about it.
1: Well, this is a picture, of course, of Julia. Yes. Um, here I am. We're in our, my kitchen in France. Oh. And this was a wonderful chef we had at La Varenne when the cooking school was in France, who had two stars in his day. He's cooking a bit of pork, but his great specialty was fish. And you can see the little line of copper pots. This is taken from a photograph um, and very kindly painted by a former staff member of ours. And the same pots are hanging, or many of them, in the kitchen still right here.
0: Yes, and let's go have a look at the beautiful copper pot collection. Mm -hmm. Here we are in Anne's kitchen with the incredible copper pots and pans collection. Tell us the history of this.
1: Well, I kept the best of these from France and the school, and so I had a nice choice. Um, This, and you want copper because copper... Conducts the heat much that's very evenly, very rapidly, and so it's nice, you want nice heavy copper, um, and it's very good to cook in. It the, needs to be lined with something, okay. because of course, if you leave any or cook any kind of acid in copper, it is very poisonous. And they, yes, oh. and they warn about it in medieval recipes. Yes, yes, I yes. yes. Do Don't leave food in the iron pot, they say. Oh. So that's lined with stainless steel, which actually isn't as good as tin, which <coughs> is what this one's lined with. Wow. That's the, the saucepan. Um, that is Father which we were talking about. Yes. This is a jam pot that oh. I got. Um, that you find them in the French supermarkets. And they're not expensive and it's solid copper. not lined. So you, when you put the fruit and the sugar in it.
0: Yes.
1: Um, sorry, I oh, should have no, gone the other no, way. Oh,
0: that's fine. I'll just <laughs> doing this.
1: So that when you put the fruit and the sugar in it, yes. uh, you have to cook them, mm-hmm. pop the jam, and then move on because if you leave it there it will create in fact copper oxide which is a very nasty poison this
0: yes. is good to know for the home chef yes. now what is your yes. favourite jam to make
1: oh I like making all sorts of different things I mean we do have a little fig tree in the garden oh. so I made black figgy jam with red wine one year Peaches. Oh I made peach and ginger. Jar. That's good. Wow. So all sorts of different mixtures I'd like to experiment.
0: I can only imagine all of the delicious meals that have been prepared in your pots and pans in this <laughs> kitchen. This well,. Is such a
1: joy. That one is, I've had it far since I started cooking in France in the early nineteen sixties. Wow. Um some that will be over, I think. Yes. I would have got that second hand and most of the others have lived a good life already and will keep going for the rest of mine. Yeah, this is such a special collection. Thank you for sharing your
0: copper pots and pans with us and also the tips about it, too. And we will avoid poisoning, Mm -hmm. (laughs) everyone. Mm -hmm. And now we'll go see Jacques Pepin's painting. So now we're here in the butler's pantry in your kitchen, and just so many wonderful things stand out. Uh, First of all, your IACP Cookbook Award. Congratulations. And then... The cordon bleu. But That's no. my grand
1: oh. diploma that dates from the early 60s. Oh, yeah. How
0: special. And can you share with us about this
1: very oh, special well, painting? Um, oh, the painting yes. is really nice, isn't it? Yes. This is by Jacques Pépin. And each of the fish have just little expressions on their faces, <laughs> and the front one looking <laughs> <little blue. laughs> And what dish do you think they're
0: about to be made into? Oh, we are best, don't you think? <laughs> yes. They look to yes. me
1: like we are best fish, because they'll be very bony. Okay. So. I mean, yeah, that's not a take-off-the-filet sort of fish.
0: Right.
1: No. Oh, how special. And when did he paint this for you? Well, I got it about four years ago, probably. Oh. So when he painted it, I don't know. There's not a date yes. on it. There's a little signature there. We are. Aww.
0: Um,
1: it just, yeah, looks like two,
0: might be, yes, it does, yes. doesn't it? Yes, I How think so. Special to have that, and we'll yes. make sure that we put a link to Jacques Pepin's art as well. So, yes, yes.
1: because um, yeah, I bought it and he was selling this and other ones for. for Charity. Oh. So that would be good. You never know there might be a few more out there. Yes, and I
0: love that he gives back to charity me with that. Exactly. And I love the juxtaposition of the fish
1: next to your vinegar oh. pot. Can you, Actually, share with us? you can <laughs> put all the fish in the vinegar? Yes, you probably could. It shouldn't have an apple on the top because it's not cider vinegar. It's red wine vinegar. Oh. And it needs a Okay. So we have, um, cheesecloth on the top. Wow. And then inside, Can do you come see? and have a look inside. Yes. Look at this homemade red wine vinegar in Anne Willen's kitchen. Now, what I want you to see. Yes. Is the mother. Okay. Because there's a kind of curious, goodness, the warm weather is making me develop very rapidly. A curious kind of membrane. Wow. Um and then just so you can see it, and then in there is vinegar. And hopefully if I do that. Wow. Yes, there we go. You take it out at the bottom. Yes. It's a brewery pot, of course. Oh. Wow. Yeah.
0: Beautiful. And here in your kitchen, so you make this
1: red wine vinegar and what are some things you use it in? Well, we use it basically um, for salad, salad oh. dressing. Right. Um It's not really good for picking okay. because the acid content isn't all that high. Yeah. You probably need white vinegar or something with a guaranteed acid percentage. Okay. But apart from that, it's wonderful for flavouring. want and to it put it your finger in divine. and
0: taste it. Oh, shall I have a little taste? Yeah, it's good. Okay. Mm. This is the best red wine vinegar I've ever Mm, had. It's much
1: better than that wretched bottle.
0: (laughs) You should... Oh, this is just amazing. Well,
1: all you do is keep adding red wine. Leftover or a bottle if you really need it. Leftover red wine. But you do need a mother.
0: And where do you find a mother?
1: Someone ask a friend. (laughs) (laughs) And then you just... Uh, yeah, actually, you can buy it on the internet. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. But um I was given this by Sus- Suzanne Dunaway, Aww. who is an author and baker who lived Aww. around the corner. And it's crossed the Atlantic twice. Oh.
0: <laughs> this so, is an international. <laughs> exactly.
1: So goodness knows what enzymes
0: oh, yes. All the
1: rest of it, aren't How special. I'll this... give you a bottle to take home if you'd like one.
0: That would be so
1: amazing.
0: Thank you. Oh, this is just so special to be in your kitchen, Anne, and to be with you. And any three tips you could give to the listeners and viewers from your lifelong experience in the culinary world, besides, of course, the cookbooks, which (laughs) we will provide. But
1: are there any three easy tips for the home chef to remember? Well, I don't know about tips, but you need good knives you don't need lots of them. Okay. I've got a nice line up there, but three knives. You need a chef's knife, okay. something that feels right in your hand. So test them before yes. you. You only want one. Okay. And then you need a middling size knife. In France, it's called a fish knife, hmm. with a nice slender blade that bend slightly when you press it on the 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 board, and then you need a little vegetable knife. And with those three, you can do anything. It's all about the knives, then. Okay. Yes. And the the copper pots, too. You need a whisk. (laughs) Okay. And after that, you can do just about anything
0: especially with your cookbooks in hand and mm-hmm. the Love online. You have online downloads available too for Loveren uh cookbooks, so we'll make sure we make this all accessible to you, dear listeners and viewers, but meanwhile, thank you so much for this incredible opportunity to be here in your kitchen, Ian. It's
1: great to talk to you. Oh,
0: thank you so much, and always remember, dear listeners and viewers, to take a moment